You're listening to a podcast from Father Peter Smith, St. Columbus Parish, North Leichhardt, on the fourth Sunday of Advent. And now here's Father Peter. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and went as quickly as she could to a town in the hill country of Judah. She went into Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. Now as soon as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She gave a loud cry and said, Of all women, you are the most blessed and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why should I be honoured with a visit from the mother of my Lord? For the moment your greeting reached my ears, the child in my womb leapt for joy. Yes, blessed is she who believed that the promise made her by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the Lord. This morning we hear this familiar story to all of us, I guess, of Mary going to visit her cousin Elizabeth. I don't know why, but I've always sort of thought of Mary having sort of walked off, visited her cousin for lunch and then come back again. But just recently I read that it is believed that Elizabeth lived in the hill country in Judah at a village called Aid Karim. It is 100 miles from Nazareth where Mary lived. It is also round about 1,100 feet above the height of Nazareth. So this was no small journey. Remember that Mary at this stage is a 13 or 14 year old girl. And she's made this journey at a time, clearly when there was no public transport, no buses and definitely no light rail running. And one of the things that always kind of frustrates me about the gospel is the parts that are left out rather than what's included. And I wonder, well, how did she make that journey Did did Joseph arrange it for her? Did she travel with a caravan? Maybe Joseph went with her. Be that as it may, Mary, this young girl, only 13 or 14, as I said, has gone to visit her cousin, an older woman who in her, as the gospel says, old age, herself has conceived a son. And she, whom people call barren, was now in her ninth month. And so we know that Elizabeth was an older woman, so she was probably... Wow, 30, 35 maybe. And so it's this meeting of two very powerful, very strong women. Two women who both said yes to God. And in today's gospel, we hear this phrase, blessed. Three times Elizabeth says it of Mary. That you are blessed. Blessed is the womb that bears Jesus. Blessed are you who responded to this call. Of course, The challenge for Mary was to be able to say yes, but being blessed is not always a guarantee that life will be happy and filled with joy. We all know that during Mary's lifetime, she would have endured the scorn of her neighbours when her son started to become an itinerant preacher and was railed against by many of the crowds. Mary herself had to endure the fact that the son whom she loved and bore was nailed to a cross in those last moments of his life prior to the resurrection. 
And so Mary still felt all those struggles and all that pain. And so this idea that she was blessed kind of is a, is a mixed blessing, isn't it? These days of Advent, and indeed Christmas, remind me very much that what goes on here is the fulfilment of the Old Testament. One of the frequent phrases in the Old Testament is the guarantee of this covenant between God and his people. It's expressed most usefully and most frequently as, I will be your God and you will be my people. In other words, there's two sides to this bargain. God's promise to be our God, to bless us, but also our response as we see in both Mary and Elizabeth in today's gospel. And we too are caught up in that covenant relationship, that we too recognize our God, but we too make that promise that we will be God's people. We too are blessed, but we, like Mary, are not always guaranteed that happy, easy, joyful life. As we approach Christmas, I think for so many of us, it is tinged with sadness, with the strife and the concerns of our lives. Most of us will sit down to a Christmas dinner and there will be a vacant place there, or two, or three, from people who have died and are no longer in our lives. There may also be vacant places because of people who are not able to attend because of COVID, for heaven's sakes, in this difficult year which we've all experienced. There probably are people in our lives who are sick, who are aged. There may be conflicts within our families. And so the joy that we wait for at Christmas is also tinged with that other side, isn't it? The sadness of, of the things that have gone wrong this year, of the, the people who no longer share our Christmas. But part of that story of covenant is Mary's trust and faithfulness and confidence in God. I meant also to add to that list that terrible tragedy this week in uh, Tasmania, those five little children who were killed. I don't know about you, it just broke my heart to think of that occurring at Christmas. And I wonder how that family is able to have, those families are able to have confidence and trust in their God at this time. But the word confidence comes from two Latin words, con and fides, fidere, and it means with, as in together, faithfulness or trust. And so just like Mary, we are not alone in our journey together. We travel with confidence, with faith, with others in our journey through life. And so part of what we do as a community is to support each other, to encourage each other in faith. That's why we gather each Sunday as a community. And so I think that as we pray, as we journey to these last days, that we too will try to recall our faithfulness, our part in this covenant. That just as Mary bore this infant Jesus, so we too carry Jesus in our hearts as well. And that as these days approach, we too can take Jesus out to those others that we meet, that we can go out of our way to be present to others and to bring Jesus to them. And that is where God's blessedness, his covenant lives in our world.